sang this song to me There was a message in his melody Sweetest lyrics that I ever heard There's a message in the songs of birds Tomorrow is another day Living is the only way Tomorrow's gonna ever come Listen to the words of the song like to thank everyone who tuned in to today's show. My name is Stephanie Wilson Coleman. I'm known as the Empowerment Doctor and welcome to this episode of the Sip of Inspiration. We're going to step a little bit outside of what we normally do and we're going to talk about men dating over 50, getting back into the game. And the reason we're bringing this show tonight is because I do know a lot of men who are over 50 who are beginning to date again and they talk about all of the issues that they encounter. So I thought it would be really kind of cool to have a discussion about that. Before we get started, I want to invite all of you to like my page. I want you to like the page you're watching this show on, and that is uh, Empower DR, where you see the show. Mm -hmm. I'm also on Empowerment Doctor, which you can like also, but you don't see that show on this page. So it's going to be Empowerment Doc, Empowerment DR. Also, run out over to YouTube and like my channel there. Uh, it's Empower Doctor or Stephanie Wilson Coleman. And you will see that. And we keep all of our episodes housed on YouTube so you guys can watch them later. I have a sponsor that I would I need to introduce and say thank you. So I want to say thank you to Resource Industrial Supply Equipment. When you need a supply company, to rise to your needs, call Resource Industrial Supply Equipment. Uh, go to my website, champagneconnection.com, where you will see all kinds of merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got cups, and of course, all of my books are there. And if you're interested in any of my counseling and coaching classes, they're on that website too. So now that we've got the <laughs> housekeeping done, I want to thank Brother Stephen Davis and A. Charles Jackson, for joining me today in today's episode. So I want you guys to tell the audience a little bit about yourself so that they know who they're talking to, make sure that you're legitimate, and then we will get rolling from there. <laughs> <laughs> you can start, Steve. <laughs> you say legitimate. Huh? <laughs> and you know we're all suspicious. You know this. Women are very suspicious. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Um, good evening. Uh, I am Brother Steve Davis. Um, I am a pretty easygoing um, individual, try to keep it simple but sweet. Um, professionally, um, I'm an administrator. I have an organization, Safeway Operations, that provides leadership and mentoring and training opportunities for individuals of all ages. Uh, this We're celebrating our 20th year. Um, big on family, big on love, and just big on positive energy. That's me on the nutshell. Oh, that is so cool. So, okay, and back to Charles Jackson now. That's Charles Jackson. <laughs> uh, most of you guys uh, know me. Uh, I'm Albert Jackson uh, or AJ River Flows. I'm the guy that puts this stuff out there about uh, feeding my addictions, which is basically finding love and, and how to 
cultivate it. So uh, I've been working with uh, uh, GSA. I'm, I'm a federal government guy. Been there for a while doing that. I work with SEPA. We find homes and things of that nature for low-income personnel, people. These houses are nice and things of that nature. I enjoy family. My brother Steve loved, got two grandchildren, uh, basically. And also, I'm a widower uh, and retired military. And I'm pretty much easygoing guy. And for those who just need to know, yes, I am a Gemini. So, yeah, deal with that. So, <laughs> okay. So at some point, we don't know which Charles Jackson we're dealing with, right? <laughs> Whichever one they feed, that's the one they're going to get. <laughs> okay. Well, there's um, only one brother, Steve Davis, so that, I, that I'm aware of. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So thank you all for joining me again, as I said earlier, for this fun show. So tell me some of the things that go right on your first dates and how did you approach that first date when you realized that you were ready to start dating again mm. wow so I'll, I'll i'll start with this um i i actually uh may 50 in may of this year so mm. the dating over 50 um for me kind of just happened <laughs> um and it turns out that i actually have a uh, a young lady that uh we are we're an item and we're looking to build up on what we've had and we started it uh just a little earlier uh this year we've been friends for many years so what what went right for us we we had worked together uh 20 plus years ago at the ymca and since those times we've had highs, lows, and in-betweens um, in our lives. And uh, we've been blessed to be able to reconnect. So from that that kind of a history of, you know, just being positive to each other, it was, it was um, e I could say easy to or easier to a degree to kind of connect and just spend some time, get to know each other even more, get caught up and kind of grow from there. So what does the getting to know each other stage look? How does that look? <laughs> um, <laughs> to everybody, it's kind of different. But I'm, I'm going to let Brother Steve give his example, and then I'll tell you what, what it looked like to me. <laughs> I mean, because for it, I, I'm, I'm really new in this, and I, I, I've continued to, to stress that. So what I'll share is that, um, uh, previously uh, divorced, um, over two and a half years of, of being legally divorced, separated many years beyond that, having been married for uh, about 20 years. So with that, having someone for a period of time and then to not be connected with that person on a certain level, this is new to me. So for me to, to find someone and kind of connect with them and see where we can go that's positive. So it's all it's all new to me. It's all brand new to me. And being being comfortable enough with myself to say, I don't know it all. The relationship that I've been in previously, there were some pluses and minuses. And I tried to carry as many pluses that I can going forward and leave as many minuses 
uh, to the side only to be remembered as a motivation to do better. So that's a big part of me. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out what works for us. So that's really the a big focus for me. And that's that's the newness of it all. Let's figure it out. And um, people talk about deal breakers. Let's not get to deal breakers. Let's figure out what works for us, even though there may be some things that you just don't want to be a part of. That's the only piece of deal breaker other than that. Hey, let's figure it out. Let's work it out and figure it out. Wow, that, that is awesome because, you know, a lot of that, your philosophy, I agree with. But for me, it started out a little bit different because I was already invested in a relationship for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, married to high school, sweetheart and all that stuff. And, and back in the way, when she passed away, I didn't know I needed anybody else. Mm. I really wasn't looking. I walked around for about like maybe three years, 2010, 2011. And uh, my daughter and a few of her friends got together like, Dad, you're a nice guy. You need somebody. And I was just doing my, doing my thing. <laughs> I didn't care. And they, uh, she uh, and a friend did some things on a couple of the social media sites and dating sites for me. And, you know, when, you're, when your daughter keeps nagging you, you know, like, hey, did you see your mail? Like, yeah, I look at your email. I'm in the government. I look at the email all day. That's what I do. That's my job. So, yeah, I looked at the email. I didn't see nothing there. And she's like, no, you got to look at this email. So, uh, <laughs> brought me back over. And, and uh, that introduced me back into actually, back into society again and being, being a person. But uh, the caveat, as, as Brother Steve was saying, I had to really reinvent myself to find out where I was. And I took 10 of those items from our relationship when I was married and I carry those with me. Those I got 10 good things that I carry with me that I liked from my last relationship into this or any new promising relationship that I may have. Mm. That, that'd be great. And I'll share some of those things with you that I think I help other, a lot of other people grow as well from other, other previous relationships because as Brother Steve was saying, sometimes we bring those minuses or uh, what what everybody referred to as baggage, those things are scars and they serve to remind you that, you know, you know that this relationship or whatever battle you came through, you won, okay? That's right. You won and now you have to uh, be able to let down that guard to let somebody else in to uh, nurture those wounds that have been brought upon by someone else. And that's what I try to do sometimes. So how has the dating scene changed, though? Because you guys oh, are coming from, like like you said, long-term relationships <laughs> and then the divorce and then, my God, heaven forbid somebody died, right? And then now it's a different scene. So how had it changed? <laughs> the, last, the last club I was in, I was like 30-something, maybe 40. <laughs> I was at a strip club. And, and it was... <laughs> with my wife and stuff like that. It was always doing couple things, you know? So you can't go, you don't go to strip clubs with couples. I don't know, but you don't go to strip clubs with couples. And and so now the dating scene for me was, I, I, don't, I don't go to a club. I, 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 don't, I don't know what that's like. Um, I had to do choices from, uh, okay, finding people that are, because that where you're not going to automatically run into the ambassador, 
you know. If I was looking for, uh, if I'm at a club or something like that, and a woman is wearing her outfit, her come get me outfit per se, and, and I'm looking like I want to wear my, hey, I got money outfit or whatever, you know, are these are these basic truths? So for me, uh, the, the the meeting place is like the grocery store where she don't have on any makeup and she's walking around in sweats and she's pushing clothes, pushing the basket and throwing stuff in there, or the library or the uh, you know a lot of my friends say church, but uh, that's that's depends depends. So, but there's a lot of other different places as well as the club at the club and online. I can give you some other resources, but. All right. All right. So I'll, I'll preference it with this. Preference it with this. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually more of a reserved person. Like I went on I went on into my Facebook account mm -hmm. um, today. I couldn't tell you when the last time I went in there, and I bring mm -hmm. it up to say that that that's not an, an avenue that I travel down very often right. or personal. So I bring it up to say that what I'm about to share with who knows how many have access to this, mm -hmm. this is about to be different for me, being vulnerable on a certain level with in allowing access to individuals, that's different. So. It's scary. It, 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 it has been, it has been scary that the difference is I, I couldn't have said that before. It, there was a, there was a flow that I didn't realize was a flow, but mm -hmm. looking back, I realized there was a flow, but at the time it was just happening. Um, and I can recall dating, meeting, a woman seeing, <laughs> learning a few pluses about her and saying, okay, well, if the scale is from one to 10, I've noticed three or four pluses. So because of that, we can share some of our time together. But it wasn't enough plus is to say, I'm going to commit one-on-one -on -one time, energy, and resources to you. So to share some time with someone else that a number of those pluses came about. And then say, for instance, the next person, oh, well, I see six or seven pluses. You know what? Let me focus on this person. And here's one thing that, that I've done with those three people. I went to the other two. Well, first of all, I went to the one and said, hey, um, you're, you're the scale, <laughs> you're, you're rising on it. So how about we focus on each other? Mm -hmm. And I went to the other two young ladies and said, well, you know what? I found someone that I want to see where this goes. And a couple of examples happened. One sister was PO'd at me saying, hey, why isn't it us? You led me on, which and I, I didn't, but from her perspective, she was hoping. 
The other sisters say, well, thank you for letting me know. When are we going to hang out again? And I'm saying, no, you're not getting it either. I'm saying, as opposed to me splitting time, energy, and resources between several people, I'd rather focus that on this one person that is hitting certain marks. So I want to do that. So that's how it kind of came about. So a good friend of mine. Uh, my buddy, uh, D. Evans, we had a conversation and this sticks to me. He said, as you get older, your recovery time is lessened. Sort of like as we get older, you have an injury. Now, mind you, I just got diagnosed yesterday with a, at least a partial tear in my Achilles. Well, at 50, it may take more time to recover from that than at 30, 20. Well, the recovery time that he and I talked about was you don't want to invest oh so much time, energy, and resources because you've got less time in order to recover if that doesn't work out. So you have to be more particular. Doc, that's different. <laughs> I was thinking that way, way back, way back when. So you don't want to have, well, no, let me rephrase that. I don't want to have many misses. So back to the point of, hey, let's figure out your likes and dislikes. Let's figure out my likes and dislikes. And let's figure out what works for us to grow and to develop. Okay, for those of you who are watching on Facebook, please put your questions in the comment box. I did figure out how to see them on my telephone so that we can ask these guys these questions. Do not let them off easy, okay? <laughs> I gotta tell you, I, I, I concur with, with, with Brother Davis. My, uh, experience has been a little bit different because I had the opportunity to, when I thought, I didn't know I needed to work on myself because I, I thought I was an okay person. But when I started meeting women that would associate me with like, oh God, you remind me of my husband because you drink coffee like him. I'm like, it's, it's coffee. I, I, how, how does one not drink coffee? I don't, I don't know. But the thing was that some people had not prepared themselves to come back out and get into a relationship. And what did you do to prepare yourself? What I did to prepare myself? Oh, good question. Three things I did to prepare myself. Number one, first I did a SWOT analysis about myself. What I liked about me, what I don't like about me. What things I needed to repair? You know, am I abrasive? Do I need to come up to speed with, oh God, I need to know more, a little bit more about something, you know? <clears throat> Uh, become that guy that can, uh, I had to become more than just that guy that was, just talks about one thing. So knowing a little, little bit about everything so that you could at least engage in conversation with someone was one of the, the, the topics and things I had to uh, come into. So I have, and, and as you've shown me and demonstrated with me, I have an extraordinary library of books and uh, whether either they're uh, uh, hardback or 
yeah, yeah. A, fair, a few of yours that was good still raising <laughs> my shelf. So, so, so they're giving me some advice. But with that, you learn from those, okay? And don't be afraid to use that information that you have, that you've got, because if I was afraid to step out there, you know, because there's somebody that's going to say yes, or it's someone that likes it, likes what you have to offer. And uh, being set to do that, because one thing when you, when you set up yourself to be vulnerable, as Brother Steve, if I can use that word, being vulnerable, uh, is what, what you're doing. You're saying, uh, you're saying to that other person, hey, this is me somewhat in a nutshell, because that's why we invent our, uh, uh, as in, what was that guy, you know, remember when Obama used to say, hey, this is my alter ego. Mm -hmm. so you show up with the alter ego guy that says, oh, this stuff is getting crazy. You got to back out. <laughs> it's time to run or put up defenses or something like that when things don't go well. Knowing when to do that without hurting somebody's feelings because you don't know what, what damage or what brought them to your space. Okay, so now the real question. So when you guys first entered the dating scene, yes, what changed and what did women do to turn you off? What changed for me is I had to listen. Listen? To okay, what about listening to what people, because uh, believe it or not, they'll convey through some of their conversations of what they want because they weren't getting it in their last relationship. Whether it was uh, if they had a lot, especially if they're coming from a traumatic relationship and they uh, want, want to be uh, recognized or treated with respect. And what you can tell you that because see, we, we men have our testing things too, you know, like the doggone car door test. You open your car door for a woman. Okay, I'm giving up the men's secret number two. This is number two. You open the car door for some woman and she gets into the car. If she doesn't lean open over and open your door before you get around the car, that is a sign indicator that she's maybe a little bit selfish and just thinking about herself. And are you? Oh, you got to drive an old car because you can't lean over in my car and open up the no, car. No, you can't lean over my car either. Okay. But it looks good when okay. they, they try. You know? Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm because you can't do it in your car either. So, so. Yeah, but you get a new test. You're aging yourself. <laughs> oh, no, that's like seven. Oh, girl, please. <laughs> what, was your, what was one of the things that you noticed uh, or things that turned you off, Steve? That turned me off. Right. Smoking. <laughs> okay. uh, um, if limited energy, confidence is, is important not to be too cocky, but to be self-assured. So to kind of know yourself, because I had to, I had to, to find a greater level of individuality for myself because I had been connected for so long. So even though there was a, a, a written documented separation, there was some physical separation, but there also had to be more uh, mental separation. So what turned me, 
what turned me off was as I looked for my more ideal, those who didn't check enough boxes. Okay. So the, so the term of turn off, I wouldn't use it for myself, but for you saying it, um, enough boxes weren't checked for me so I wouldn't settle. The turnoff was the potential to settle. Boom. And I didn't want that. I, 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 had, I had enough belief that the woman who I viewed as more ideal for me could be found and we could connect. Okay, so switching back over to, to AJ. So what's on your boxes? What things are, are turned, well, we don't want to okay, say turn good on, deal, but what good things deal. make you say this is not the one for me? This is not the one for me? Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm with Brother Steve, first of all, that energy that they bring to the, uh, to the table. First of all, when, when I meet a, a woman, I understand that there's something that brought her into our space other, other than the commonality that, the common mutuality that we need to, we, we both trying to meet someone, okay? Now, if, if she has uh, things, like I said, listening to them, they will tell you where they are. And then just like with guys, they're, they're, we tell the women where we are. You know, like if she shows up and she just wants a free meal, they'll demonstrate that for you. And when people show you who they are, I believe them. Okay. But what questions do you guys ask? Oh, asking on your questions first, oh, on your first date. I'm really curious, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, Lord, don't let me get the my... word. be lost out here. Okay. I have women ask me, let me see your ID. Make sure that's you. Or they show up and say, damn, you do look like your picture. That's the killing stuff that they be killing me because they, they they show up and they look like they 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 have their picture that they advertised from like five years ago when they was in college or someplace like that or doing whatever they've been doing five years ago. And they haven't had a picture then and they show up and go, oh God, you look like your picture, you know? But uh wow, that and the, the energy that they bring to the table, especially like if they just want, they're just there for a meal. And I've had women that come with uh, more interest in just, just, just a meal, because if you're looking for, and I'm going to use this acronym LTR, long-term relationship, then you're looking for something just a little bit deeper than those superficial things that you can do with anybody. You want something that makes that connection that just says pop, you know, and that may take a while to obtain that, but if she finds something that piques your interest. Earlier you brought out, you talked about a car a little bit. In retrospect, if you went to buy a car, okay, and you want the full package to the car, okay? But the guy says, you know what? This is a great Tesla, but I don't have the leather seats. Is that a deal breaker for you with the Tesla? <laughs> I want. <laughs> okay. Some people would say, nah, nah, I, I can get by with the with the cloth seats. I'm okay with it. No, 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 no. I want what I want. What you want, what you want. Exactly. I want what I want, right. But that's like sometimes with dating, they go, oh, she's okay, but oh, God, she got some little small breasts. You know, physical features. You know? And then they go, oh, man, 
I like what she got, but oh, she got two, two big breasts, but she don't have any, she's not thinking. And, you know, guy, girls do the same thing with guys as they sum us up for that, you know? Or what, what's going to happen with that relationship? <laughs> so now that you mentioned that, it's like I've got a question. So uh, now that you're, over, you're 50 and over mm -hmm. and you're dating, uh, what about sex? Oh. If we could do it every day, that would be great. <laughs> you talk about sex saying. on your on this date. Oh, sex on the first date? Yeah. When do you talk Ooh, about no. it? No, 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 no. that's uh that's a whole nother different story of what, what what's happening. And I've I've ran into encounters of that where um I've talked to people and then um uh, it was just all about the sex, but if they're going to be, if you, if we're going to be honest about those particular things, say that when you come to the, when they come to, hey, I'm not here for LTR, I'm just here for the LD, let's go, or I'm not here for, you know, I don't want the, the LD, I want this is what I, I want a friend to hang out with, I just want somebody to go uh, go to a game with and or a female friend or a male friend whatever, you know, to do some stuff with. I don't want that type of relationship. And saying that is not, it's not crippling. It's not, it doesn't make you feel less than what the person that you are. Actually, it's better to me for that person to be open like that. And then there's no surprises. Like you say, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go home. And they're like, well, I'm coming with you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, or can I drop you home? And they're expecting you to come in. You know, and that, and that's not the case, because number one, you you know the respect you have for yourself first of all, and the respect that you're trying to show them. What about you, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> so let let me. I didn't answer your question before, and then you you brought up sex and sex no. on the first date. So I I'd like to preface it by answering your question about what are what are some of the questions that are asked on the first date it's 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 funny that my significant other and I we actually talked about that and I asked her the question am I just old school and out of date because one of the first questions that I ask is do you already have someone significant enough in your life mm -hmm. because if, if there's someone who from the visual and energy um, piques my interest. Okay. Then I want to talk to her and respectfully ask, hey, are you already involved with someone on a certain level? And if so, then there's no need for me to try to talk to you as far as making you mine because if you're already there yeah i ain't trying to take nobody right so yeah. so so that point of do, being respectful so one of the first questions is about being respectful something as simple as hey do you already have some things going on with somebody else that's important to you and if so cool if not Hey, let's talk a little bit. So then there's a whole bunch in between. 
or the question that you asked last, what do I think about sex and then sex on the first date? Um, I would be shocked. I would be shocked for a woman to come on to me enough on that first date because I don't consider myself to be a, a silver tongue. So I'm not talking to anybody out of their undergarments. <laughs> so I can understand having a connection, you know, having a physical attraction, um, having a mental attraction, having a social attraction and it being heightened. And, and then also maybe someone is, a woman has gone so long without it and the guy's gone so long so it's heightened but even mm -hmm. still i would be shocked to go all the way on the first date one because i just don't think that that i'm doing enough for that to be the case maybe she's thinking like that and if she is i would wonder if we're on the same page or level at, at that that point. Okay. So that could potentially backfire and end up being a being a turnoff for me. Okay, uh, another question. There's a lot of stuff on the internet about who pays for the date, the first date, who pays? How do you guys handle that? I'm old school. My uh my uncle raised me. So I'm I'm gonna pay. Uh, if the date goes okay, now what's what's for me? If the date is successful, meaning that we uh, we went out, we enjoyed each other's company and things of that nature, there was no uh, we communicated effectively. Uh, talked about some of the things, the icebreakers on the first date things, you know, like hey, do you like children? Do you you know you have pets? Do you like pets and things of that nature? Stuff that you want to just general general conversation. You know, what do you like to do? What are some of your key interests? And things that I had to say, yeah, I'll, I'll pay. I don't have any problem with that. But um, the things I do have problems with, and I understand this is a security issue. Some women will show up on a date with their friend because they're not. They want to be. They want to be. And I understand well, they're meeting somebody new and they want to be secure. But if you weren't informed, if I was not informed that they was bringing another person, <laughs> and she wants, you know. We're, we're having uh, the chef's recommendation and she wants filet mignon and some other stuff and things of that nature. Is it my responsibility to pay for her meal? Because I didn't bring her, it's not my responsibility for that. My responsibility to me is for my initial date. So there, I have a problem with paying for that. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna ask her to go into her purse or anything like that, because my uncle taught me better than that. And that, um, uh, so basically, we had a successful date. She didn't bring any uh, any of her friends, especially the ones, you know, like the, the ones that, were, that, that have a brick in their purse and stuff like that in case they think things are going to get out of hand or whatnot. <laughs> because there's more years in behind me than I do in front of me for mess. <laughs> God, okay. you'd be surprised. So what about you, Steve? Who pays for that first date? <laughs> well, the way that I was raised, I go into it 
looking to care for, protect, make to be felt special, someone who's in my, my, my care, my presence. So I go into it with that mindset. Now, mind you, if, if a sister were to say, well, no, 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 um, I got this. I would probably respond, you know what? If you allow me this one, maybe another time you can, but going into it, that would be me. She would actually have to say that numerous times to the point of saying, even then even saying, well, hey, here's a situation as to why I'm looking to do this. And I will be open to listening. And once again, figure out that worked for us. But on a normal basis, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, taking, I'm taking care of that. And to the scenario of, a, of a, a date bringing a friend with, for me, I don't mind giving, I don't mind sharing, but I don't like thinking or feeling as though I'm being taken advantage of. Mm. So if, 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 if they were to say, you know what? The way things are nowadays, I really didn't know how to do this. So for my comfort level, I brought my friend. Is that okay? So now we're kind of breaking things down and saying, you know what, that makes sense. How do you know how this would have gone? So it could turn around that that I I would end could end up covering for all of us if the the energy is right and the tone is is set. But it wouldn't be the norm. But if it's coming, hey, well, I, I brought my friend, and now you you got to take care of this. No, I don't. That's setting the wrong tone. And then I might even take care of it, but then say that's my last time interacting with them. Okay. So you guys were raised to take care of that. So you open doors and no doubt and all of that. So what happens when you run into women and they're quick to open their door? Well, um, on my part, I have to manage me. Since I don't know what their background is, what they've been exposed to, mm -hmm. I, have to be, I have to be patient. And if that's what she's going to do, if she beats me to it, that's something we can talk about. Hey, I noticed that um that you got to the door before I did. I just want to let you know I was coming. And that's something that I normally do. What do you think about that? So now we can dialogue on maybe no one no one has ever um consistently cared for her like that. So if she's not accustomed to it, she's doing it on her own. So now, hey, let me give you a taste of what this is like. And that can kind of break down some of the barriers. Okay, cool. I think um, Charles' uh, internet dropped him off, so he'll be dialing back in. So, so on your first date, especially this one that you all decided you're going to make a go out of it, what was it like? What was at what point did you decide that this was the one? Oh wow. Well, um, on on our on our first date or first time hanging out. It was, um, there were, I'm a confident brother. 
but there were there was energy and there were butterflies. We hadn't seen each other in, in years. Mm -hmm. it, it was amazing. I mean, we we caught up. I asked her, hey, what was your what what was your today like? What was your yesterday like? What have the years been like? So it was just it was just high energy. Uh, we went to a Mexican restaurant in in in, in Arizona. And just had a just had a just had a great time uh, together, and we talked about whatever came up. So as far as back to your question about a tie-in, uh, some of the first questions on a date. Well, it, for me, it's really situation. You know what what's going on um, on that day, and and then kind of pick up on. I'm a I'm a why person. I'll ask if you tell me this, and I'll I may ask, well, why or how'd that come about to be able to enlighten me, me on that. So it was, it was amazing for, for me, had, had, a, had a great time. And it, it made me look forward to us spending more time together. So what advice would you have for other brothers, other men who are dating after 50? Because generally people, I don't know what they think happens to men or women after 50 uh, who date, but what advice would you have for them? Well, I'll, I'll separate the two and ask if it's someone that you've known to some degree in some way, that's going to be a bit different than someone you're meeting for the first time. So I'll start off with if it's someone that, that you've known some way, shape, form, or, or fashion. Um, relax. Um, let's talk about the things that you know of have experienced together that's something you can build off of mm -hmm. that's for someone that you know something about because you got some commonality there right so for 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 us that was something we built off of but someone for the first time you are really really trying to figure out that, that, that there's probably a, a higher level of anxiety but still be patient um find out I mean, just like um, asking someone, how was their day? How was their today? How was their yesterday? Hey, what's been going on in your life? So just kind of figuring those, those things out. It's going to be simple enough. And then once again, that question I told you from the get-go, from that interaction, now that they've told you they don't have anyone special, significant enough, so now it opens the door to ask the question, what's significant to you? What are you looking for? What are you no longer looking for? Kind of setting the tone um, for the pluses and the minuses to be discussed. I think that's so important. Even though I made reference to, to leaving the minuses, not picking up the minuses and mm -hmm. taking it. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? If I picked up 10, 10 of the pluses plus number 10 on the list is is also minus number one that's the new minus number one so how are you going to improve on that i think that's important to talk about the pluses and the minuses so we've got um We've got uh, AJ back on. He uh, dialed back in. He was having trouble with his internet due to a storm. So 
tell us about one of your best dates, Al. Oh, one of my best dates, guys. We well, first of all, let me apologize. The electricity went out here. We're our, our city is sitting in darkness right right about now. I looked over at a couple of homes. Uh, the whole looks like the whole block is out. But long story short, one of my best dates. The best date I have is I had is with uh, the young lady that I'm, I'm seeing now, and it was uh, we both basically started uh, communicating uh, for like six months uh, through Zoom before we even met face to face. You know, talking about that way we had the opportunity to talk about trust things we didn't trust, things we liked, things we didn't like. But still, you know, you have that uh, little bit of what their uh, other person, that alter ego is, that you're going to really see. Because it's only been six months of talking, even if you did it every day, which we did it every day. Then when we finally met, it was the option of saying, oh, gosh, you look terrible. You should leave. I should leave. Or you look terrible. I should leave. Whichever that the case may be, but we enjoyed each other's company. And then we enjoyed each other's company more so because those things that we had talked about before or prior planning to, we were able to make make a connection. And that was uh, one of the best days I've had. Wow. Okay, so what questions do you ask on the first dates? Oh, goodness, okay. Um, okay, don't laugh. Okay. One of the first dates I asked is, are you married? Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> okay, I do. I asked, well, are they married? Or do they have a significant other? Because you have some that will uh, do a term called monkey bar, where they will not let go of another person until they have another person in sight or in their, in their grips. And that's, that's just terrible to treat people like that. Um, so I asked that question, are you married? The, the second question that I ask is, why are you by yourself? Or what put you in this position that you're looking for a date or so, or you need, you need, uh, you're looking for someone. And then that way it gives us a chance to be a little bit honest about what they're looking for in a person. The third thing I ask them is, <clears throat> what are your expectations of meeting me? Or, you know, more so, what do you think that I can fulfill for you? Or what do you want or think that I can provide for you that you can't provide yourself? And uh, yeah, those, you know, those answers there, because most of the time, you know, like if you ask them, if you ask them the question of what do you bring to the table? And they say, oh, I have a, this, I got that, I got, you know, I can do these things and stuff like that. Remember, I used to, I had that stuff. I was paying a girl to come clean my house. What's that? Don't tell me you can clean up. <laughs> you know? And so those those are my top three. And number four, basically, is uh, do you have children? And, and or do you want children? And number five, do you have pets or do you like pets? So basically those are some generic open questions because after those first three days they, they kind of like shocked 
But I'm ask, I ask them, are you married? Are you in a relationship? Do you have a, are you wanted by the FBI or something like that? But <laughs> Do you have a conceal and carry license? Uh, I guess you asked that. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. Are you a good shot? I mean, is that where <laughs> So at what point, so I know you, you both said that you get to a point where there are a lot of the pluses for you in mm -hmm. the relationship and you want to move forward um is mm -hmm. that a is that a magical period of time does that happen after three weeks three months or or what has been your experience with that and let's go to steve because <laughs> he's at that point now see well back to what's different before i didn't i didn't think so much about time now time is a greater variable so it's back to kind of figuring out what 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 works i'm i'm open-minded enough mm -hmm. to to have faith and to trust that the creator wants greater for me so that level of spirituality for myself and for my mate is important. Um, I've met people who did the love at first sight and the, the bond at first sight and who knew early on. So to know people who did that, that are personal to me, I can believe that that can happen. Okay. And also I know of people who, who have taken significant amount of time so back to what what works for me i'm i'm open for us to figure it out because if we believe that there's enough uh in the tank in our tank for us to go earlier on okay if we believe that we should wait longer then okay that energy that feel is 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 important so i'm i'm open with with moving on a certain level based upon what we decide because anyone outside of that shouldn't be making the most significant decisions for us. So what happens if the woman makes more money than you? Is that an issue? Because sometimes I hear that that's an issue that men don't really like that. So how do you handle that, Steve? And then we're gonna go to you, Al. <laughs> that, that is a great question. So our, our preference with yep. vulnerability having been in a relationship, uh, a marriage, and for there to be a separation and a divide and to have to do some rebuilding, I actually thought about, hey, how are, I'm looking for a woman who's got some things going. I got some things going, but I'm also rebuilding. So for that to be taken into consideration to be open-minded. I've never had a concern with a woman making more money than me. My previous mate did not, so I didn't have the reality of dealing with it. Okay. But how I thought I would have dealt with it was, well, that means that's more money that we have. We should be working together. Just like if it's, if it's the flip. If I'm making more money, that she should view it as, that means that's more that we have if we're doing this 
right and on a certain level. So that's never been an issue for me. I always looked at it as, hey, guess what? Let's just make this work better for us. And what about you, Al? Are you still- no, I gotta agree, the, the, that's, not, that's not an issue for me. I make my own money as well. And so her bringing her money is just, that's just more to the table, more gravy for us. Because I'm not, I'm not in it for, for her money. If she, if that's what she does and she brings it, that's a plus. That's a good plus. But more so, I'm in it for, for her, and what she brings and what she brings to my spirit. What she, how she makes my spirit feel. You know, those three things that a guy that I believe all men are looking for. This is just my belief. And number one, those three things are honesty and respect. Uh, second is. Uh, where we make ourselves safe and secure. And the third thing that I think that women would like that I like to provide is that I make them feel appreciated. And not that the things have been, the things that they do is not important. So hey, with Doc, those two I'm, things, boom. I'm sorry, I thought you were done. I was gonna say there's yeah. one more thing that I'll add concerning the money. For me, I think it, I think it matters more not what you have, but what are your intentions to do with what you have? Because if you're hoarding what you have, we're probably not going to be a good fit. But if you're looking to, to make some power moves, then then great. So it's more about what you do with what you what you have is more important. Oh, of course. I understand what you're saying. I wasn't saying that What's mine is mine, and what's hers is hers. Is basically that I'm not just in, I'm not in a relationship for the money. And if she brings money to the table, that is just more more to the to the love. Because if she if she can make all the money that she wants and has a great job, but if you walk into a place and that girl at Burger King behind the counter makes you feel the way it gives you the things that you need to make you feel. That, 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 whatever that is that you're looking for, boom, she's it. And I don't, I don't care if she has like 10 degrees and she's making a gazillion dollars and stuff like that. That's not, that's not that important to me. So it's about the relationship and the ebb and flow, the exchange, the give, the take, and the actual love that you guys are focused on. So as we wrap this up, I want to first thank you guys for being here tonight. I think the perspective of dating men who are 50 and over is much different than dating younger men. And as you mentioned, is by the time you hit 50, you just you know you have to get really serious about what it is what you that you want and what you're looking for, yeah. and you can't be afraid to talk about it. You're willing to talk about things now that you probably would not have been comfortable or even known you should have been talking about at 30. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's the blessing. So any last words from you, Steve, about brothers who find themselves dating after 50? Um, I think it's important to, to, once again, learn yourself better. I actually made a note here of um, it is 
to be to be faithful to yourself, to to trust yourself. Once you learn yourself, it's going to be easier for you to share yourself with someone else. So it's important for individuals to to love, to learn, and be loyal to yourself. And those practices that you do with yourself, it's easier for you to do with someone else. Thank you for that. And Al, your last words for people, for men who find themselves dating after 50? Again, I, I gotta uh, reciprocate what Steve was saying. You have to know yourself first, what you want and what that's what you can give and what you're looking for so that you don't take and do more damage. Because there's not bad people out there. They've just been uh, hurt by the wrong people. Mm. And sometimes they're in your space just because they need to be fixed or healed at that moment. You don't know what is, when it's right. But know yourself first. Okay. I want to thank both of you all for joining me again. Again, we've had this wonderful conversation with Brother Steve Davis and Albert Riverflows Jackson. So you'll have to check him out on Facebook with uh, um, My Addictions, Feeding My Addictions, because it's pretty cool on Facebook, some of the things that he shares with us. I want to thank everyone for listening to us. I want to remind you again to visit ChampagneConnection.com. Grab a t-shirt or a cup. I think you'll love it. <laughs> I love mine. Also, I want to thank uh, my sponsor again, which is Resource Industrial Supply Equipment. When you need a supply company to rise to your needs, call Resource Industrial Supply Company. As I always say, may this day offer you just what you need in each unfolding moment. Be inspired until further notice. I want you to celebrate everything. Do not go gently into that good night. Find a heal worth dying for and take it. Be the person that you have been waiting for. Make today so awesome till yesterday gets jealous above all else. Do it your way. I'm Stephanie Wilson Coleman, the Empowerment Doctor, and this has been a wonderful segment of A Sip of Inspiration. And as I always say, Life is too short to drink cheap champagne. So good night. You guys have a great day. Bye. Hi, I'm Stephanie Wilson Coleman, the Empowerment Doctor, and I just finished my morning three-mile hike. I am feeling invigorated, but I had to share something with you. Yesterday, I was having difficulty coming up with a solution to something that I needed to do. So as I realized I wasn't getting anywhere in that infinite loop in my mind of what I should and should not do, I just became still. I actually sat in my garden for several hours and just watched the birds, the flowers, and the vegetables. What happened was amazing. At the end of my meditation time, I received the answers that I was looking for. No fuss, no mess, no trouble period. I want to encourage you to do the same today. I want you to sit still with yourself. Don't ask any questions, but the universe already knows what the questions are, and it will gladly provide the answers. With that, you guys go have a great day. Be sure to get outside. It is beautiful today. Love you, and remember, life is too short to drink cheap champagne.
shot to drink cheap champagne. So I decided to buy me. 